right. Welcome to View from the Rock podcast. I'm your host, Ruck Daddy, and welcome back to another episode. This week, we have a plethora of things planned. Of course, we're going to hit a little, little music with some Canadian bands, and we're going to go ahead and move on from there to Beer of the Week. We got top three uh, uh, guy movies, but of course, we're going to see how long we can take in the beginning, hopefully less than 10 minutes, a little introduction, a little weekend update. Um, Swapper, how was your weekend? Had a great weekend. You know, we're getting into spring and uh, spring things are starting to happen. Baseball, outdoor activities. We had daylight savings time. Yesterday was the shortest day of the year. I almost felt like I had less of a weekend than normal. How about you, Mr. Morgenthaler? Uh, the weekend was great. You know, I felt weird this morning waking up and it was still dark. And then it's light out right now. I don't know where our listening audience currently is, but we are in a recording studio. But it is light outside of the recording studio. So the weekend was good. Uh, Lacrosse game. The boys played Everett. And they showed up to Anacortes thinking they're playing on Rice Field. And that didn't happen. They played at, uh, for those of you not familiar with the local terrain, they played at an area known as Smiley's Bottom. And the parents were furious when they showed up to the parking lot and didn't they didn't know that they're standing next to the lacrosse president and his wife. How did that go? Just a lot of yelling like, what? We're going to play down there? And I'm going to talk to the president. And he was standing next to them. Didn't say a word. And then they went down. He's like, oh, it's over. So they how did lost. it go? Uh, we won f- 16 to 3. Well, it sounds to me like whether the game was on turf or on uh, peat or whatever the surface is down there, that uh, you might want to fact check that, Mr. Ruck Dashel. Uh, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> peat moss? Maybe. There's, there's a lot of sponginess. and It's all fill, whatever it is. But not, yeah, not sure what's down there, but it's definitely a low point on the island. Grandpa Bill did chime in and say lacrosse is meant to be played on grass. And Grandma Diane said, I agree. So I think we should play down there every time. Well, in our local team that I coach, hopped the mountains and split a doubleheader with perennial 2A power. Ellensburg, and it was a long day, but a good day. Now, was there some question that that might get uh, canceled? There was, and and we had, uh, you know, I've experienced this a couple times before in my illustrious career, but we got over there, and the field was in good shape until it thawed out, and then we had a delay while things thawed. So I was uh, hoping for an 11 a.m. start on Game Changer. And then I showed up at noon, and it was first inning. So that thaw, maybe. What is Game Changer? Game Game Changer is um, an app that is now used by most baseball programs nationwide uh, where you can follow a game in in real time. Uh, And now there's a video feature, so you can get some sort of a camera that will show the game. Uh, it looks like you're watching the game from Mars, but you can sort of follow what's happening in the game on in a video 
format as well as kind of um, play-by-play kind of stuff. It would be like watching, you know, the play-by-play on ESPN where it says this guy just threw a strike, one out, hit to left without the video. And it is, I've listened to it before, like I've been driving places and listening to, they, they have an audio portion where it's like a computerized voice and it'll say, you'll hear like a like a fake bat on ball sound and then it'll say foul ball. And it's actually pretty compelling. And is there just a bunch of downtime then between that to where nothing's happening, you're waiting for a sound and then... There's a sound of the crack of a bat, and it's single. Little downtime. Some, I think, do they have fake crowd noise, too? No. So you actually, this weekend, you can hear the dugout. Oh. So a lot of... You think let, it's a real dugout? Or the, oh, no, it's, noise? no, it's the real dugout. How could you know it was the real dugout? Was the swapper... A lot of, hey, hey batter, let's go. A lot of, hey, batter, batter, let's go. A lot of hum batter. <laughs> hum, babe. Yeah. Let's go. Yep. You know, at some point, I'd love to get into the talk of the baseball dugout because as someone who didn't ever play past coach pitch baseball, I have no understanding of what it's about. I'm not sure whether we have the time for that unless it's unless it's a real short thing you want to tell us. No, that might be something for a future podcast. Okay. It's a different level, though. Yeah, I don't think any other sport has something like that. It's unique. It's got to got to stick around. And there's a lot of etiquette, and times are changing. It's it's a rabbit hole, really. If we got into it, mm. I think we should probably stay out of it. So that that's probably going to be in our secret podcast at one point, right? Yes. Ooh, I can't wait for the secret can't, podcast. Can't oh man, mm, big time. Hey, uh, selection selection Sunday happened yesterday. You guys already got your brackets figured out. I know we are part of one of the greatest pools in uh this greater Skagit Valley area. Wow, I see a pot a bracket right in front of me that's filled out. I have to admit, I've not filled one out yet. So I uh during my time outside of my contract day today, I filled out a bracket. And I came out of that, Mr. Morgenthaler, I know you're a big college basketball buff. Um <laughs> Purdue and Kansas okay. in the finals. All right. And I have Purdue winning it all. The, those are great choices. Yeah. You like you like Edie. He's big time. Edie. Center for Purdue. Seven, also four. the name of a good song from the cult. Mm. Is he also Canadian? If he is, is I think all our worlds are coming together. Mm. So Kansas would be going back-to-back national title appearances, which is amazing. Bill Self. Yep. Who is just coming off an injury. So he is not going to be with the team this week until Wednesday. Really? Yes. He had two stints put in. So are we thinking about changing our bracket already, <laughs> Swapper? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes teams get a little, you know, it's the... Yeah, uh, they get a little feisty. It's the Patrick Ewing. Okay. So uh, I... I oh, theory. I got something for you. It's going to kill you. No, it's not. It's not going to kill you, but I just... I'm going to take Alabama. Tons of drama with that team in the last three weeks. Like oh, yeah. it would take like 20 minutes to talk about it, but everyone probably knows. I'll just sum it up. Basically, a guy shot another person, and that guy was on the Alabama team. 
and the person who gave him the gun is also on the Alabama team. And, and only a lottery one, pick. And only one of those guys is no longer on the Alabama team. He didn't give him the gun. He just drove there with the gun. Didn't touch the gun. So that's the controversy. Uh, wow. Are and, you, and then the is next that really ni- what they're alleging? No, no, that's what happened. And then the next okay. night, he scored 40. I've got Virginia beating Alabama in the Sweet 16. Ugh. Tony Bennett. Okay. Who doesn't like a Bennett? Hey. Not the crooner. So my hot tech of the week. Uh, Duke's making it to the Final Four, and I hate Duke. They are 17-1 and one this year when they're full strength, and they just won the ACC tournament. So are they going to be full strength? Yes. So I, not knowing or following college basketball very closely, what is the reason they've not been at full strength? Injuries. So maybe they get injured again. Well, so I have uh, Alabama versus Texas. You know, Houston's, nothing, a, Houston's a good another team. There's nothing I love more than disagreeing with Morgie when it comes to sports. Just like a couple years ago when our teams were in the championship game, it was the Killer Cortez versus... Um, fantasy football. Yeah, this is fantasy football we're talking. Um, Your team name? Yeah. It, it was something with Kyler Murray and the Karate Kid. I forget now. You change your team name every year. I do. It's got to suit my team's needs. Um, yeah, we won. And going into that week, Morky could not get over the fact that his team was projected to score more than mine. <laughs> said, no, uh, you're going to lose. I made my some bad decisions. I don't know what to do when I get to the finals. I've only been there twice in 12 years. I just think I go with the flow. You need to go full uh, opposite George from Seinfeld. <laughs> and just, because I've seen what you do in the finals. <laughs> and I think you need to just go with your first reaction and then do the opposite. Hmm. This is one of my favorite episodes already because we're talking about some of my passions. One, beating Morgie in anything. Two, fantasy football. And three, Seinfeld. It's fantastic. So I don't like Duke. Um I like them slightly more. I should say I hate them slightly less than Seahome, but they're very similar. Highbrow. You know, if Coach K ever comes back, he's probably going to end up at Seahome. I, I kind of disagree. You know, I hate Duke, but I, I hate Seahome five times worse. Do you hate Seahome or Oregon more? Both green and yellow. I hate Oregon more. I agree. I hate Seahome more as a high school fan. Fan, player. I mean, even last night coming home from the banquet. Basketball banquet last night. Which was a was a great time. Our table was made up of uh, great human beings. The Hazes. Justin Von Hagel, the Swaps, and the Morgies. It was a good table. So you're saying half that table is just made up of the two of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a lot of talk of the podcast, though, at our table. There was. And we found out that someone uh, went to Bellingham High. So, and if you, for those of us that are listening and not from... Um, the northwest corner of Washington State, if you go to Bellingham High... You don't like Seahome. And back in the day, it was two schools, Bellingham and Seahome. Correct. 
and Brian Hayes was probably w- late eighties. Eighty nine. Okay. You know, Bellingham High though is sort of like the Belling so Bellingham to Seahome is sort of like Mount Vernon to Burlington. Mount Vernon's rarely ever good at anything and Ber- Bellingham's are rarely ever good at anything. So, you know, to be a rival, don't you kinda need to beat the other team sometimes? Well, historically both of those schools have been really, really good. Oh really? Yeah. Um it was not during my time, that's for sure. During our time, though. Oh, it was amazing. Seaholm, Bellingham, Mount Vernon, Anacortes. That was it. Yeah, the I eight. was going to say that was the triumvirate, but that's three, and you just named four. Do you have a story real quick about someone that happened to have some fun at Seaholm? I don't know if I should tell this story or not on the podcast. You're staring deeply into my soul. That might be for the story. Might be for the secret podcast. Yes, it's a secret podcast story. Or else, when whenever we decide to take our break, we can talk about it, and I can give you approval whether it's appropriate or not. Yeah. Um, Um, So also at the banquet last night, there were some man tears. We looked over (laughs) mid banquet, and you know a good banquet as a as a parent, as a player, as a coach, and I've been to about a billion banquets and every single one, there's a common denominator. I don't want to go. And then I get there and it's great. And then I leave there feeling good. And a lot of times, you know, teams, when, when things are right, teams are like a family in a lot of ways. And I feel like a lot of our programs in Anacortes have that feel to them and the banquet's going to get emotional and I looked over at Mr. Morgenthaler at one point in the banquet last night and Mr. Morgenthaler was tearing up I, I wasn't crying no but I had tears you did and was that I think it was during the uh, showing of the video do you want to talk about the video? The video is amazing. It was amazing. Just so, It was a trailer. Well, so I'm curious because after a certain banquet that I know Morgie went to, he told someone that it was the greatest high school video he'd ever seen for, uh, for a team. Highlight video. That is correct. I did say that. Uh, there were no tears, though. That, no, was, for, that was for cross country. I right? know. And so it's not, you know, my first love is basketball. And uh, watching that, you know, of course, I, you know, I cried in, at concerts. We talked about that in the last podcast. I mean, I cry. I'm a crier. There's but nothing wrong with that. No, nothing at all. But it was funny because Rowan's looking at me like, Dad, you're tearing up. We just watched a two-minute video. What's, are you, what's what? So... To to give some context to this, some students at our high school um, had access behind the scenes all year for our high school basketball team to film a documentary, and they showed the trailer of it last night at the banquet, and it was amazing. It was it was kind of it was heartbreaking too to see a lot of it was the state video. Yeah. 
and like you you heard kids just like full on going all emotions and but and just being them and then you know just saying oh it's three minutes hey we're gonna show it in a later time um i think i put i'll put both of them up as one a and one b for cross country and and basketball yeah i mean the time spent that you do is amazing you're talking about me yeah oh for cross country and if you've ever seen that it's i think you can find it on youtube you can you can go to the anacortis cross country page on youtube and uh find it there last couple years but all of it's amazing the technology now we never had that you know i think i think what the kids did which i haven't seen that trailer but I'll speak for it, um, can, including kind of what I do, is, I don't know, I feel like at the end of the day, all high school sports are memories. Most kids aren't going to play beyond high school. And whatever you can do to help create a good experience for them and help them be able to look back and, and remember some of the foundational moments in their life that helped create the person that they, they became, I mean, you got to do it. You know? I think that's very well said. I'm losing my voice here a little bit. Um, Are you about ready to cry? Well, it's probably a good time then to... Uh, there's nothing wrong with crying, by the way. Um, tears are power. A uh, couple of things I think that we need to fix before we go to our first break and then our first topic. Uh, there was some fact-checking that went on from some great people that we know. First one um, is that Quinn Snyder actually played in the Seattle Coliseum, not the Tacoma Dome. Thank you, Jeff Holgertz. Do you want to talk about that state tournament, Mr. Morgenthaler? Well, now that I think about it, that was exactly 100%. We went down to the Coliseum, and then we would have a break between games, and then we would go over across the street, which I thought was the Opera House, but... It was the Seattle Center Arena. And so you would go back and forth between girls' and boys' games. And the first time I was at the Seattle Center Arena was to see Jethro Tull. Ah, oh, that sounds amazing. They were amazing. Not a person, but a band. Correct. What year? That was 1991. In 1991, you were a freshman at Green River CC. I believe that it was in the fall or winter of 91. So I might have been a sophomore. It was my sophomore year. It could have been 92. Went with a friend of mine by the name of Clint Gould, who played baseball at McNeese State. Perfect. I think I was three. I was bouncing on my little horsey <laughs> thing. I love it. We're still talking about that. Yeah. Ni- you were born in 1988. 88. Yeah, it's good. It's good so stuff. that was the year that... Uh, Rod Hendricks was a freshman in college. Wow. What other fact checks did we have? I think maybe, you know, if I can interject and answer my own question. Uh, We had a a long segment on hair bands last week, and I had numerous people come up to me over the week. You know, the the, uh, footprint of the podcast is expanding. Numerous people tell me they can't believe we forgot this or forgot that. And, you know, what were some of those bands that we forgot? 
So some of the bands that we have written down here, I feel like we either mentioned offhandedly um, or at least were on our list. There are at least two or three of those that are not. So on the list, we got Skid Row, Warrant, Winger, <coughs> Slayer. Is it Dokken? Dokken. Dokken. Don Dokken. Uh, Wasp, Cinderella, Extreme, and Great White. Now, I think out of those, we definitely didn't mention Extreme. We definitely didn't mention Dokken or Slayer. We didn't mention Wasp. Uh, Wasp is not really good. <laughs> so that's funny you say that. Well, we hey, didn't, guess we didn't what? Talk about this. According to I, our buddy Ross, dude, I like Wasp. wasp. Is I you like Wasp? wasp? You no know yeah. Wasp. Yeah, and I'm surprised we didn't mention. I really thought we did. Uh, one of my buddies, uh, my freshman roommate in college, who's from Ferndale, um, he and I love Wasp. We used to ride around in his uh, gray Subaru wagon and just a very loud Wasp and in like really 2005. Out. Uh, no, I'm in 2006. Okay. Did we mention Great White? We did not. I, if we didn't, I, I kind of thought we threw it on the end, but so maybe we didn't. Is are the, is that is their song Wait? No, that is White Lion. Okay, so White maybe Lion. That's what we said. I think we might have said White Lion. Great White had once bitten, twice shy. Yes, Rock Me. Their singer Jack Russell. Did an amazing Robert Plant. So they had a whole, um, they had a whole album of Zeppelin covers. Wow. Uh, saw Great White with Kiss in 1992 in Boise, Idaho, <laughs> uh, along with Trickster. And I think Trickster is very on, should be on that. Very underrated. So we just added them to the list. Yeah. Uh, I remember Warrant. Cherry Pie. Oh, Cherry my Pie. God. Like just n- 1987 playing it in my mom's station wagon. And she's like, what is this song you're playing? I'm like, it's Warrant. Now, are they kind of a one-hit wonder? I mean, they're definitely famous for that song, but I feel like they had one, maybe one other good song. Oh, man, didn't they have... uh, um, God, I get them mixed up with Slaughter. Will you fact-check some Warrant songs? Because they they were not a one-hit wonder, and I think Cherry Pie was not uh, necessarily emblematic of their entire... Ouvre. Thank you. Ooh, Mr. Ruckash. So <laughs> how do you how do you spell that? I believe it's O E U V R E. Yeah, that's it. When I think of extreme, I do not think of that because the song that I think of is more than words. I know, and you know, they weren't like that. That song was their hit, but they were they were they had a their lead guitarist, I think was uh uh Nino or Nuno Betancourt. And he could shred. And that song was just not what they did. But that was a song they got known for. Okay, so uh, Warrant. Uh, the, ta- the song I was trying to think of, which is very different than Cherry Pie, is Uncle Tom's Cabin. Oh, yeah. Really good. A little yeah. acoustic uh, like yeah. solo, a little finger picking to start with. Super good. Now, the other ones they list that are popular, I have to say I do, do not, I, I don't recognize them. Heaven, I saw. Right oh on. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, Pretty thanks. close. Yeah. Um, I saw red. Sometimes I saw she red. cries. Down boys. Blind faith. I don't know. I don't recognize any of those. Um, you know, Skid Row. I don't. I don't think there's any way 
that that was not mentioned. I mean, they they are one of my favorite. And their singer is also Canadian. What? Sebastian Bach, Canadian. Oh, that's his name. Yeah, Sebastian Bach. Wow. So there, there's going to be a lot of fun here in the next 20 well, minutes about okay. Canadian bands. Yeah, I'm but. about to say that that leads us to our first break. Uh, we're going to talk about our first topic, and that is the music genre, which I guess you could call it a genre, and that is Canadian bands. And we'll see you after the break. Welcome back to the View from the Rock podcast. I'm your host, Ruck Daddy, and we are already to our first segment. Uh, by already, I mean our intro took 25 minutes. At this point, I have no idea whether that's good or not, but I'm hoping that today doesn't take two hours. Uh, first topic is the Canadian bands, uh, which we've said is a musical genre, which I'm kind of curious how we're going to be able to define that. But uh, uh, Papa Swapa, why don't you tell us a little bit about this musical genre that we have um, chosen? Genre almost feels like sort of in the wheelhouse, similar sort of word as oeuvre. Well, I think they're both French, and they both end in R-E. So not very American. Correct. So I think when you talk about Canadian bands, you start with, uh, you got to start with the Tragically Hip. Do you not? I, I mean, yeah, go ahead, Mr. Morgenthal. No, I, I think, you know, our one of our best buddies, Mr. Johnston, one of his favorite bands, and I didn't listen to them until three, four years ago. You know, my introduction to the hip was really in in in, in depth was about four years ago, three or four years ago. Uh, mountain biking trip to Hood River, Oregon. We uh, were down there, and we we arrived in the midst of forest fires. So we rode one day. Um, the air quality was absolutely awful, and we. So we ended up being confined. We had a little VRBO that was really kind of like a one-bedroom apartment. And we had little access to anything but a small TV and YouTube. And we watched videos of The Tragically Hip over and over again. I was with last week's guest, Sign Dog, along with uh, Josh, who you mentioned, and Coach Brent. And we watched The Hip over and over. We'd interrupt every once in a while, watched a little bit of The White Buffalo. But... Gord Downey, their singer, is just just mesmerizing as a as a front man for that band. Is there a song that sticks out in your mind from that band? I have one. What's yours? Uh, long time running. Oh, I think you know. I I think that's. But is that is that like the the popular song, or is that the one that? You know, I'd love to help you out, but the issue is, uh, even though we mentioned them last week, I've still never actually heard them. By actually heard, I mean been aware that I was listening to them, because I'm sure that I've heard them at uh, JoJo's house. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a song by them, which I'm not sure if anyone here knows to pronounce, how to pronounce, but uh, I think my phone might be able to help us with it. Let's see. Uh... Yeah, it's not working. Does it start with a B? It does start with a what B. What is the name of that song? They so they say it's pronounced like Bab Cajun. Bob Cajun. So that's another one on my list. I just didn't know how to pronounce it. Uh New Orleans is sinking. 
Well, I think their number one song is uh, Head by a Century. I think that's the one that here in the States we heard the most frequently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I really can't help you out there. So that, I mean, that band is is amazing. I'm going to uh, another one, and it could be, you know, is it a band or are we talking about individuals? And it has to be Neil Young. So Neil Young is in my top five. Well, I think Neil Young is, uh, no matter what country you associate him with, is kind of a pillar in the history of American singer-songwriters. And I'm going to, I said American, maybe I should say North American. Let me throw another one at you here. Also Canadian, the king of Canadian folk music, Mr. Gordon Lightfoot. I don't think I've heard anything by Gordon Lightfoot. Oh, you've heard Gordon Lightfoot songs. If you could read my mind. I mean, I think that there's a ship named after Gordon Lightfoot, and I think it sunk, didn't it? Well, he sang a song about the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, no, and that's the wires are crossed. That's right. Yes. The Edmund Fitzgerald, that's actually a pretty interesting story. That was a ship that was on the Great Lakes that sank. And I don't know sank if I on a lake? Well, yeah, because the Great the Great Lakes are deep. They're I like know. Big bodies of water. <laughs> you uneducated buffoon. Um, so we also had Brian Adams. Oh, Brian Adams. Over 80 million records sold worldwide. You're kidding me. Not just in Canada? No. But when you think about a couple, like the one song that I always think about and just, I played it today in PE just because, Run To You. It's a good PE song. It is. I think his, my favorite song of his is Summer of 69. Not a great PE song. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Especially middle school. But hey, real quick, you get back to Neil Young. I mean, you look at Heart of Gold, Old Man, but Cortez the Killer. You love that song. Yeah, because that's why the 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 Oregon boys that's what they named me. Cortez the Killer. Because you're from the Cortez. Yeah. Mm. All right, so here we go. We got one more, and this is Swap's favorite band of all time. Least no. favorite? What? Oh, that makes more sense. Rush. But Getty Lee is from Canada. They technically say they're from Canada. Swap, give me just one minute. Can you give me one thing that you can say is a positive about Rush? No. I mean, can't you at least have some appreciation that Rush's lead singer is a drummer? I don't like... That's I don't not true. Like, what? Neil Peart. I thought he was the... No. What? Neil Peart is not the lead singer. So I don't Getty like Lee the sound. The singer. I have I, no idea. Then. <laughs> I don't like the sound that their music makes. They have a unique sound, and it bothers me. Okay. So it, real it's quick, sort of like Ruck. a... Do we have to talk about yes, this? Yes, because you called me a buffoon. Oh, I don't know about a random Canadian band. Okay, you you should know about Rush, maybe. I know about Rush. Okay, so Getty Lee is the bassist and the lead singer. Mm. You know what? Honestly, that might also almost be more weird. The bassist and, is the singer? Yes. And so Neil I, Peart is Peart? the drummer. Well, Peart or Pert? Pert. <laughs> okay. I agree it's Pert. <laughs> All right. Well, they say it differently in Canada. Oh. Peart? 
Well, you know, that does and get us to the to, I think he's the top, one of my top three drummers of all time. I don't like the sound that Rush makes. They, when a Rush song comes on, it makes a noise that bothers me. It, it's sort of like uh, a little ELO-ish, isn't it? Wouldn't you say? Um, no, it's it's really? a very um, it's a very it it hits a uh, there's a certain decibel level in there that uh, bothers me. Sorry, my phone was ringing or buzzing, as it will. Um, so I had a roommate in college by the name of J.R. Yackley. Shout out to J.R. Yackley. I believe he's living in Colorado. You have the, you have the greatest last names. No, of of people that you've lived with. Mm. It's amazing. So J.R. Yackley was six foot five and he threw a great curveball. You know, and, and curveballs in, in baseball lexicon are often called a yacker. And this guy's named Yackley and he throws a good curveball. It's almost like it was meant to be. Later threw at LC State, good baseball school. But he would listen to Rush nonstop. And I would just I would just be in there like this is the worst sounding crap <laughs> I've ever heard. There is nothing redeeming about this noise. I don't care how Getty Lee drums. So you're saying if you want oh, you to mean a party, Neil Peart? <laughs> you're saying Getty you... Lee basses. I don't care how he basses, and I don't care how Neil. I mean, you don't slap know, the bass? like closer to the heart. Tom Sawyer, Fly by Night. Tom Sawyer is the worst song in the history of rock music. Uh, I so disagree if, with you. If you went to a party and they were playing. <laughs> If they were playing in 1991, Rush, you, you would go up to someone's hi-fi and you would turn it off and turn to something else. So I did that once to Queensryche. And I know this story. That's why I asked that. Yes, I don't want to tell that story. That'll be on the secret podcast. <laughs> so hey, is there a few other bands that we haven't heard of talked about yet that you would think that are good Canadians? The Guess Who, American Woman. Also covered later on by Lenny Kravitz, right? Yeah. yeah. So Steppenwolf for me was the first one where when I was young with my uncle, he's like, hey, listen to this, Magic Carpet Ride. That's the first one where I was like, wow. Are they Canadian? Steppenwolf. Well, it's funny to me because some of those old bands to me, they are sort of part of like Americana almost, like American... Like that America 60s, made them made them big, and so for me, when I see that, I'm like, yeah. But I mean, uh, I'm Canadian maybe, but the Pusher Man. That's a great song. Like that's on the uh, secret secret podcast. Oh. That's a great song. BTO's Canadian, I think. Really? I think so. Bachman Turner Overdrive. Yes. Wow. Are you so you impressed amaze, that I know you that? amaze me sometimes? I have weird pockets of knowledge for a guy that was born in 1988. You have the Bare Naked Ladies, who I believe are Canadian. No idea. Um, You've never heard of them. I've heard of them. Okay. Alanis yeah, Morissette. Yeah. Canadian. Was, yeah, hundred percent. Like that was a hot. I mean, nineteen ninety five to ninety seven, she was on fire. What do you think of when you think of Alanis Morissette? I think of Jagged Little Pill, and she dated the, the guy f- from Full House. The Full House guy, <laughs> Dave. And- Coulier? 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 Joey? Not the one that you would think that she would have dated. Like that guy? Cut it out? No, not Joey. So who else is on Full House then? Was Uh, it Joey on Full House? I don't know if it was Joey. Wasn't Joey the other guy? There's Stamos. 
whatever. Not him. And then there's the main guy, Bob Saget. Not and him. Then there's Joey. Yeah, the so other Joey. Guy. Joey. He's yeah. also Canadian. Yes. Well, he that is. And then all our worlds are coming together. Mm. Um, I I found this out today. The weekend. So, has anyone noticed that the weekend doesn't look the same? Did he have some major reconstructive surgery that happened? Does he have a vowel missing from his stage name? Like, isn't the last E not there? Doesn't it just go to like a K oh, and you then are an correct. ND? Yeah. Okay. But he, the first time I heard him, he did sound like the modern day Michael Jackson. I think he's great. He's really good. So is he getting work done? Well, that may, I mean, when I've seen him recently, that's what I think. Maybe related to Michael Jackson. In, in, but he's in got, area. his hits are going off the chart. Like, he's got crazy stuff. Yeah, he's big time. If you do a remix with someone, you got to do it with Weekend. It's so, hey, big. Swappy, one time. Yeah. Corey Hart. Corey uh, Hart. I wear my sunglasses at night. Really? Remember that Wait, one? you don't know that? No, I thought Corey Hart was like a big right-handed hitter for the Brewers and the Mariners <laughs> who couldn't Different get his foot one. down on time. Different one. Okay. And we said Sebastian Bach, or you did. Skid Row, right? Yeah, Skid Row was not Canadian. They were New Jerseyan, but Sebastian Bach was definitely Canadian. So any of these other people, Celine Dion, Shania Twain. Big time. They're, I mean, they're legends in their own right. Justin Bieber. The Biebs. Huge. How much money has he made? You know, if he's worth what he's worth, I'm definitely worth what I'm worth. (laughs) And how much is he trashed? How much, how much, I mean, think about all the places that he is dumped on and he's not a nice human. You know, I'm not going to cast any aspersions upon Justin Bieber. He's still a young man. By that, he's I mean, 30. By that, I mean he's younger than me. So, <laughs> um, you know, the one band that is not on here I mentioned last week, and that's April Wine. I'm very disappointed. They are a Canadian rock band. Epic, Salmon Person, Canada Day. There was a lot of Granville Green floating through the air at that point. Well, Mr. Ruck Dashel. I invite you to educate yourself on Gordon Lightfoot between now and the next podcast. Does that mean that you're going to challenge me by educating yourself on April Wine? Are you aware of their collected works, a.k.a. Oeuvre? I think that would be fair. All right. I can make that happen. Um, Speaking of educating ourselves, uh, we are going to educate you uh, after the break on our beer of the week. Um, little preview, uh, has to do with a movie called Point Break. Ooh, little teaser. All right, and welcome back to View from the Rock podcast. I'm your host, Rock Daddy, and we are ready for our beer of the week. This week, it is the Bodazifa IPA brought to you by Georgetown Brewing in Seattle. A darn tasty beer. Uh, Jay, do you have more to tell us about this Bodazifa IPA? Well, there's the crack. So the IPA is named after the 1991 cult classic film Point Break, starring Patrick Swayze. And Keanu Reeves. 
and Keanu Reeves. And, As Johnny Utah. And Patrick Swayze was Bodie. And uh, Keanu Reeves was Johnny Utah. So they started that brewery, maybe, and came up with those two beers, yep. which are amazing. Um, is, this, go ahead. So with Bodhisattva being like the full name, was that like his full name or is that like... So I'm asking this question because... His name I, in the movie was Bodhi. Yeah. I, so, so when I say we're having a Bodhi, we all know. But they, I think they took it to a different level with Bodhi Zaffa. Well, so I'm wondering, is that like a, a name for something? Because he was sort of a... He was kind of a different spirit in the movie. Um, so I'm wondering if that is some some part some sort of a, a I wouldn't say his part of his oeuvre, but uh seems like it fits in with his I his mean he deal. was the one that said, Let's go, Johnny, and then jumped out of the airplane and one of them had a parachute. Yeah. And they both lived. It's uh it's it's a great guy movie. Mm. You know, we had bank robbers wearing dead presidents, Richard Nixon masks. Uh, we had surfing We had Keanu Reeves in his prime. It was uh, it was a great movie. Beach volleyball or beach football. Sorry. Beach football, full contact. Just killing each other. Just not really, but hitting hard. And ultimately, when you come down to it, it's basically a, um, oh, what would you call it? Like a, not a spy movie, but it's basically an undercover cop movie. That's what it is, um, which is a pretty standard genre. But I, I'll just say, as someone who only saw it within the last six months for the first time, uh, which I know is probably shocking to anyone listening to this, it, it held up quite well. I was entertained. It was an excellent movie. It's a great movie. You know, you put Patrick Swayze in a movie, and I don't want to. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here because we're talking about a beer. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna just say oh. it. Dirty Dancing is a great movie. Uh, I'm gonna go one step farther. You're gonna. I know where you're going right now. Roadhouse. Best <laughs> effing oh. movie by Swayze ever. So I only uh. saw that also for the first time because during cross country season, I had a T-shirt that has his face on it, and it says, pain don't hurt. And that was something I often told the runners. So, and then uh, there was a, a young gentleman, uh, I believe it was Dylan Rowell's grandfather, something like that, an old, o- an old man that used to accompany them um, during the season, and he really loved that shirt. And I had to confess to him I'd never seen the movie. So, so you were Have three. you still you never seen it? I've seen it now. Um, it, it, it is a great movie. It's definitely something that could fit into our top three movies for a guy movie. Well, Potentially. Can I just say Sam Elliott? Oh, oh, big time. Amazing. So real quick, get back into get us back to the beer. Oh yeah. So, you know, it's from the Colt Classic. So this IPA is a light, silky texture from rolled oats. Mm, tell me oh. more. Do you guys want to comment on the rolled oats? Well, it tastes like they're rolled. <laughs> you know, there's a part of me that I could imagine 
oats giving a silky texture, but I do also recall that last time I said a great beer experience I had in chasing the dragon was um, the, uh, what was it called? The oatmeal stout from um, uh, Boundary Bay. And I was laughed at. Mm. I think I heard some, some, ugh. If you're chasing the dragon with an oatmeal stout. No, no, no. You're missing it. Like oh. that, I had that for the first time, probably one of the first stouts I had. And I was like, wow, that's, that's something different. I've never had that. They had, they had a silky texture to it. So I could see that. So what, what, what else? What, what else what can you? Notes? The flavor and aroma both express mandarin and citrus all around. Hmm. I don't. I don't I don't get that. No. I don't either. When but I, I'll tell you the Georgetown Brewery does everything well. They've got the Lucille, the Mannies, the Rogers, the Johnny Utah. This yep. is all off the top of my head. They also have Warpath. And the So what is that? That's the double IPA they have. Or is it triple? It might be a triple. And there's one like a, a a meow meow. Oh, meowza. Meowza. No way. Yes. The, From the, the movie, I believe so. They have a. Bu- I don't know what movie you're talking about, but they have a bunch of. They have a bunch of like seasonal releases, and I just saw a new one the other day. Actually, do you know why I p- pulled you over, meow? Oh, do you think that's where it's from, Super Troopers? <laughs> yeah. Huh. I think it might be. <laughs> I think those guys are movie buffs. <laughs> Okay, nice. Oh, look at you hey, pulling we've, off We've a mentioned move? a couple movies that might be in <laughs> oh, oh, top troopers. three guy oh. movies. Yeah, I think it's a good time to transition then. Well, because, real quick. Okay, you got to mention Untapped. Yeah, okay, Untapped fine. gives it a four out of five. Better than a 2.8. How are there only hey, over 70 views of that or drinks? 70,000. So, yeah, that's what I mean, 70,000. Views on Bodie? I feel like it's a bigger, more well-known beer than that. Well, I just... That's what Google said. Yeah. But I agree. There's a four out of five. That's that's hard to do. That's highly rated. You know, the best thing I think I could say about Bodie is if I ever go to a, a an establishment and I'm looking around at the different IPAs I have because I pretty much order those exclusively and I see that they have a Bodie and I'm not sure about the other stuff, I'm going to happily go with a Bodie. Because I know it's it's what I want and what I need. I couldn't ask for anything more than that. It's a great beer. And shout out to Georgetown Brewery. They do a great job with everything they do. Amazing. Yep. I loved the whole thing about just the uh, point break theme. Yeah, that's a nice little touch they have going on there. Um, speaking of movies that, you know, others might say are kind of guy movies... Um, are we ready to dive into that right now? No break needed? I think so. All right. Hey, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Topper? Let's do it. So top three guy movies. You know, we could go on and on about what constitutes a guy movie. Um, we will not get into that right now. But I think when you're sitting around the house, um, there are some movies that every time they come on, you just have to watch it. And I'm going to go with my number three is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh. You've got Sean Penn. You've got Mr. Hand. 
You've got Judge Reinhold working at a place where he dresses like a pirate. You've got the little guy that's scalping tickets. You've got Phoebe Cates coming out of the pool, which I think everybody remembers. You've got um, the car getting wrecked um, by Spicoli. There's just a lot of iconic scenes in that movie. You've got great music. It's just a classic. I've never seen it. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> oh, my. Hey, I guarantee. You get F. <laughs> yeah, you get F. According to Mr. Moore, you get F. <laughs> oh. we, we might have five movies that he's never seen. Because they're before 1988. It's I can't believe it. You've never seen that movie. Oh. No. Oh. I don't even know you. Okay, <laughs> number two. True. Hey, I, oh, I love that movie. I'm just, I'm thinking that maybe one day we might have to do a top five. I couldn't narrow it down to oh. three. I just changed my number three after hearing your number three. Was my number three your number three? No. It just changed it. So you'll hear. So am I an influencer? Yes. I think this is interesting, though, as far as defining what a, a guy movie is, because I definitely start to think of there's maybe more violent movies that start to come to my mind rather than like the funny uh, movies that you went with for that first pick. So I'm curious how this is going to shake out. Are we going to you for your second one? Or are we going to to Morgan? Do you point? want to go number two for me? No, no, I think we should go three, three, three. Okay, we okay. Two, two, two. Yeah, so, number three, Morgan. So number three for me, <sighs> Revenge of the Nerds. Oh yeah. And it just you know, it's a it's a it's an amazing movie. It just it stereotypes the eighties, and how they the nerds won I mean I don't think I can say anymore you're looking at me like you want to know if I've seen it you have you yeah. seen it so here's what I'll say I've seen it but I think I've only seen it on broadcast television okay so highly edited it's you know when they show up and you're looking at a guy I mean I think goose I mean, Goose from Top Gun is in Revenge of the Nerds. And Timothy Busfield is playing like the violin. <laughs> oh, uh, it, John Goodman's in it. I know. It's the greatest movie. It's, it's, I can't believe it's my number three. Wait, is, is Top Gun considered a guy movie? I didn't put that in my... I just said... Uh, but Goose is in Revenge of the Nerds. Yes. So Goose, yeah, I, I don't recall that at all. Goose is it's like one of the main time. characters. Oh yeah. So Anthony Edwards, yes, yeah, oh hundred percent, yep. And um, his roommate, uh, David Carradine, maybe. Sure. Is that possible? David, possible. Yeah, I'm gonna fact check that while we go to Mr. Rush Dashel. Rux, you're number three. You know, this is really tough. I'm just going off the off of what I feel. And I think most of my movies are not not gonna be the the funny kind. And so I'm gonna go with a movie that I've watched many times, and that's Gladiator. 
I love Gladiator. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. It is so good. Ah. Like, I mean, who doesn't love a story where you've got someone that's brought down to earth, becomes the slave, and then is going to turn the whole system on its on its head? I just, it's so good. Best Russell Crowe movie ever. I hated Joaquin Phoenix after that. Oh, he is so sinister he's such and a, terrible. He's such a wuss. I was going to say a different word. And thank you for not using that word. That'll be in the secret podcast. Um, yeah, no, he's he's the perfect, uh, duplicitous, cowardly. It's he does a great oh, job. He does as being you know, see, you know, see the Caesar little hand down. So what you may not realize, sorry, I'm about to show my nerd, <clears throat> my nerd uh, part of me, um, the. Caesar, who's in that movie, who dies, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's dad. Um, is it Richard? Is it Richard Grant? I forget his name. Um, also, was Dumbledore in the Harry Potter movies before episode five, I believe. Well, I'm going to show my nerdness right now by letting you know. Speaking of Caesar, two days from now is the Ides of March. Tell me, tell tell the listening audience what the Ides of March are. Well, as they say in the play, remember March, the Ides of March, remember. But that is the day that Caesar was assassinated by his political rivals. Many knives in the back, right? Correct. A two brute. <laughs> you guys are amazing. Because <laughs> right now, I'm looking like a dumb jock. <laughs> hey, it's okay. You know a lot about movies. So, fact check myself. It was Robert Carradine that played Lewis. In Revenge David of the Nerds. David Carradine was in... Kung Fu. Yes. Yes. Also in, uh, I think, a couple of Pulp Fiction movies. Maybe. Not Pulp Fiction, but uh, Kill Bill. Yes, because of the Kung Fu-ness. Yeah. That, uh, yes, he was yeah. in there. Pulp Fiction is a great guy movie, but not my number two. So my number two is Die Hard. And I saw Die Hard in the theater. And when it came out, this is before the internet. You know, now you go to a movie, you know a lot about the movie before you go. But back then there was a lot of secrecy. You, did, you didn't know what was going to happen. And Die Hard, I just could not believe what was happening before my eyes. And Hans, the villain, best villain ever. So, real quick, <laughs> is that a Christmas movie? I was about to say, I think one of the best parts about that movie is that we can consider it a Christmas movie. Well, some do, some don't. Hell yes, it's a Christmas movie. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it depends on the qualifications. There's a part of the movie that takes place during Christmas time, therefore, Christmas movie. So, who is the cop that is sitting there who is now in commercials right now? I think I know. He had a show. He had a, he had a show. Yes, he did. It was on ABC or NBC. It featured Urkel. Yeah. Uh, Carl Winslow was what he was named on the show, but what's his name in real life? So he was the cop that was sitting there like, hey, I got you. I see you. Yeah. For, uh, oh, great movie. Great movie. Uh, Al Powell was the name of the character, and the actor was Reginald... Vel Johnson. So he's yes. back with commercials now. 
Yeah. Big time. Okay. My number two. Oh, man. Game changer. Dude, it's so hard to pick these. It's hard. And if you ask me tomorrow what my number three are, it'd be different. It'd be different. See, I think we need to go one time 10. I know what your number one is, too. My number two is Animal House National. Oh, yes. So that was my number one, and I'm going to change my number one. You are? I changed my number three because of you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, you think about Otter, Boom, Dean, Wormer. Like, just a couple things. Niedermeyer. Niedermeyer pits everyone in their place. You're all worthless and weak. Is that a pledge pin on your uniform? (laughs) Oh, I mean, Bluto, I mean... How about this one when when Bluto rallies the troops with faulty knowledge of history? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no. (laughs) I mean, just all of the whole movie. It's it's one of the greatest. Ruck, tell me you've seen it. Uh, uh, This is one I have not seen. Oh, Oh, my God. uh, 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 we're going to have to have a 10-hour viewing. You know, probably what we need to do is just open up a uh, little alternate YouTube channel that features movies with Ruck, where I watch movies that I've never seen before with you guys, and you laugh at me, and I don't understand the jokes in the show, and yeah. Real quick, Swappy, Flounder. Is that a pledge pin? On your uniform? Some of the greatest scenes in the world are in that movie. Uh, the guy playing the guitar on the steps. And is it D-Day? No. It, it's... Uh, jo- yeah. Oh, it's Belushi does Belushi. It. Yeah, comes up and takes the guitar and just blows it to smithereens. Hammers it across it and he goes, have a good day. Yeah. It's, it's one of the great... Donald Sutherland's in it. Oh. And so it was filmed at U of O, one of the worst places we've ever been to. So I, yeah, you just reminded me of that, and that ruins it for me. Yeah, I ne- well, I'll never see it then. Um, are you ready for my number two? Yes, I think you <laughs> you all are gonna love this. Um, Rocky Four. Oh yeah. Oh, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I love... I mean, I love all of the Rocky movies. Uh, obviously, no one saw Rocky Five with Machine Gun whatever, Tommy. Um, Tommy the Machine Gun. Uh, but number four, when you consider sort of the historical references and connections with the America versus Russia, Soviet Union, and it sort of was portrayed at the time as... Hey, this is America versus Russia. Rocky versus Drago. Um, I mean, one of the greatest uh, montages, I would say, in film history, where they're out there in the snow. They're running up the hill. They've got the car that's going behind them, and the the wheels are spinning out. And and Rocky's running, and he's he's got that He's got the log over his shoulder, and he's doing sit-ups from the rafters on an decline. Man, and you've got, of course, his uh, his uh, 
his sort of training buddy, the like the the chubby guy who always has the cigar. Now I forget is that That's is that his, his wife's it's brother? His wife's brother, yes. Yeah. And he's he's holding his feet in place and mm, so good. That's a great. I mean, Rocky Four, even maybe Rocky Three. Do you remember Rocky Three? So Rocky Three is where he ends up facing again against uh, Creed, right? Yeah. Uh, so first one he goes against Creed. Number two, he goes against B. A. Baracus, which B. A. is Baracus. the real name for. Or sorry, the, I'm using the the name for uh, from the A Team. It's actually Mr. I, T. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, T, that's yeah. right. What does he get called, though, in the show? Clubber Lang. So yeah. he's going against Clubber Lang in the second se- uh, episode, second movie. And then in the... I'm trying to remember, is it the first movie or the third one where they knock each other out at the same time? That's the first one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But okay. if you think back to Rocky Four, you look at um, when he says, I must break you. Oh. And then just the whole history of... The wife in the movie who ends up being someone that is on reality TV. It was uh, Bridget Nielsen, right? And wasn't she married at one point in time to Mark Gastineau? Yes. The sack leader for the Jets. New York Jets, yeah. Sack dance guy. I don't know that part of him, but yeah, big time. Okay, Swappy, number one. Major League. Oh, my goodness. I've seen it. I'm glad that we finally named a movie that you've seen, Mr. Ruck Dashell. <laughs> so Major League comes on. Anytime it comes on, I have to watch it. Um, you have Charlie Sheen, Wesley Snipes, Corbin Burnson, Tom Berenger, I believe you have Renee Russo as the female lead. Um, Joe Boo. You have, you have a team against all odds, winning it all against Clue Haywood, the slugger that looks like Gorman Thomas. <laughs> what? His name is Clue? I believe the villainous slugger is named Clue Haywood. I mean, he's, he's playing first base, and he just chews on and spits on your foot. Yes, and there's he looks like Gorman, like you said, Gorman Thomas. Gorman he's got Thomas. that big mustache, like played for the Yankees and the Brewers, and just a awful human. And it's 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 a great movie. It's probably like we talked about in the last episode. It's probably a two point eight. No, but it's it, not. It is the best 2.8 you're ever going to find. No, I disagree. That's a 3.9. Or, according to your rating scale, it's a 1. It's a 1. It's a 1 or a 0, like we said. I've gotten feedback on that rating system. Yeah. There's a lot of people that like it. Let's copyright that right now. I told you. The Morgie system. 1 or a 0. It's easy. When you say a 2.9, there's half the people that are going to say no. Hey, honorable mention... To a movie that no one's going to mention, honorable mention to Back to School, Rodney Dangerfield, Thornton Mellon. You're right. I wasn't going to mention it because I haven't seen it. Oh, Remember when we were there and he didn't know any of these movies? 
Yeah. We were downtown. We met together with all our devices. Oh, because it was a fantasy football draft yeah. at the old H2O, and that was playing at the time. Because Monday night they would show movies. And Mr. Morgenthaler, your number one, I watched one night down at the H2O. I know what your number one is. So my number one is Caddyshack. Oh, I knew it. Are you trying to find It's All Right on your phone by Kenny Loggins? No, but <laughs> just like I saw it when I was 10 and it changed my life. I mean, just the whole, oh, the context of the whole show or the movie, but just seeing Bill Murray for a little bit, Chevy Chase was in his prime. Judge Smale. Just the the T-shirts that have come off of that show. I our friends, our friends Ross and Tim. They talk. I mean, they will every Sunday on a boat. We'll get together, and it will be the greatest one-liners we've ever heard. Rodney Dangerfield is an ad. I mean, when you think about my favorite song from uh, Journey, it's that song. So that song, when Rodney Dangerfield is on the course, and then all of a sudden he takes his golf bag, oh yeah, and he has a radio in it, and he right. turns it up. So what song is that? I'm gonna um, I'm gonna Google it. And then the people in front of him are like, "Turn that." It's not separate ways, is it? No, it's not separate ways. I'm trying and to it's think. Not, oh, it's not. Oh, it's funny. Um, it's not just. But a small then town. you know, any way you want it, any way you want it. Oh yeah, and they're going nuts. Just dancing. And oh snapping. yeah, it's good stuff. And Judge Mails is amazing. I christened thee. Remember when his wife is christening their new boat, and they take the champagne bottle. And break it off the front of the boat. And it's amazing. Like, it's it changed my life at 10 years old. <laughs> oh, boy. How about you, Rock? Well, so I have a lot of movies that are rattling out around in my brain. Do you guys ever see Inception? Yep. Great, great movie. Never seen it. You're welcome. I was hoping that there'd be a movie I said you hadn't seen. Inception, Tenet, you know, those are all some uh, movies by Chris, Christopher Nolan. I love Christopher Nolan. So, Swap, did you not see that because you chose to? <laughs> I don't, I just never saw it. I don't, there was never a choice given to me. It wasn't like and a right turn, left turn. Uh, the, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. Crazy Inception, not not Tenet. Yeah. No, yeah, Inception. Crazy yeah. good movie, super good. Definitely in my in my top just movies in general. I, I for me, it doesn't feel like it's a guy movie, so I wouldn't go with it. Um, I think, man, I, I'm I'm I hesitate to say this isn't my number one. I just feel like my rewatch factor of it's not very high because of how long it is. The Godfather. Oh, love The Godfather. I mean, my favorite defining. movie. My favorite movie did not classify it as a guy movie. Yeah, that's that's why, you know, it's just such a great movie. I don't put it there. Yeah. For for me, a guy movie almost has to not be universally accepted as a good movie to a certain extent, which kind of 
I broke with Gladiator because it was a great movie, universally renowned. Um, also, the reason I'm not putting Fight Club in my in my mm, number one spot that was on the list. Meatloaf. The movie I'm putting number one definitely did not win any awards, and that is the 300. Remember the 300. 300 with uh, the movie 300. <laughs> so not the 300. Well, 300, whatever. Uh, Zack Snyder. Basically, it's King Leonidas. He is the king of Sparta. And oh, yeah. Um, it was like one of the first movies that was big time with all of the um, visual effects with fake backgrounds, fake blood flying everywhere. It was just a teenage boy's movie that they would want to see. Um, it, it was... So Gerard? Sh- yeah. Uh, what's his first name? Hugo? Gerard Butler. Gerard oh, Butler. It. You're right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we were 33? When that came out? Oh, yeah. The 300 is amazing. I was 18. You were 18. Yeah. Oh, that... Oh. That would have changed my life at 18, watching yeah. 300. Just the technology. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, I mean, I need to, we maybe need to look into like top three greatest like uh, war movies or like just oh, yeah. like history of, of those movies. Well, I mean, yes. Like we didn't include Braveheart in there. Could have had Braveheart. Could have I've Patriot. never seen Braveheart. What? Well, so there's two. I'm starting to understand a little more about you. Did you ever see The Patriot? No. What? The you just don't like Mel Gibson. That's it. That's it. Do you remember, well, the, do you he, remember the old the old '90s movies with Harrison Ford? Like what? Uh, they the were Fugitive. All, yeah. The or, Fugitive oh, the is uh, when he's Jack they're Ryan. They're trying to kill the CIA. Jack he's Jack Ryan. They oh, the Jack Ryan of, stuff. Yeah. They jump off there. That's amazing. Have Those you seen movies. the new Jack Ryan with Jim from The Office? Excellent. Yes. Yeah. Big time. Well, oh. you know, I think we got through our guy movies. I tried to keep it a little more violent than you guys did. You guys are on the funnier side. Um, I uh, feel like I already have some regrets about the movies I chose. Do you guys feel the same? No, I, I think, hey, real quick, there's one that Swap put out that I love that it, back in the day where it was the... It's one of the best roles that he's ever done. Tom Hanks. What is it, Swap? Bachelor Party. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. I don't think I've ever even heard of that movie. I watched Bachelor Party probably 75 times. And his girlfriend in the movie is Tawny Tawny Katane. Katane. Is it Katane or Katane? Katane. Not only was she in Whitesnake videos, but I think former Major League pitcher Chuck Finley had a shoe thrown at him by Tony Katane. We could fact check that, Mr. Ruck Dashel. So, Ruck, you need to watch Bachelor Party. There happens to be a donkey that shows up to the party, and that's all that we will give. You know what we forgot about, though, Mr. Morgenthaler? The Hangover. Oh, that's yep. Oh, and Super Troopers, and Super Troop, and Office Space. Oh, 
<laughs> oh my gosh. We might need How to... fast were you going, Meow? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, you know, speaking of which, I think we might need to wrap this podcast up, right, Meow? Um, <laughs> so, yes. uh, just so you're aware, you can find our podcast on all the major podcast apps, such as Apple Music, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Uh, in addition to YouTube, uh, we'll be back next week. Sorry about the late arrival of the podcast this week. You know, I had a little little life stuff happen in all of our our lives and couldn't get it done on Sunday. So, uh, you know, if that's the case, we'll try to make sure that you know next time. That way you're not searching everywhere for it. Until next time, 